Hello again, everyone, and welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. Today we are joined by one of my co-hosts from down below. It's Elizabeth. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Hey, Elizabeth. Hello. Happy to be here. Ah, Glad to have you. So this is your first time watching the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Yeah, really, I had only seen Terminator 2. Um, much like everybody, I guess, in the world, uh, yeah. I've seen it. I think I saw it multiple times when I was younger, uh, yeah. but that's that's it. And I never got back to see the original. So I and I had never seen anything like I'd never seen the show or really Terminator Two was like my only Terminator experience. So uh, so this is good. You guys actually <laughs> yeah. got me to watch Terminator Three, which I never ever would have done <laughs> on my own. So Sorry. it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, actually. I mean, it yeah. wasn't great, but you know, it was okay. it was okay. I probably won't be doing the salvation though. So. No, because <laughs> no. you guys were talking so highly about it. So <laughs> it's not as bad as Terminator Three, I think. But man, you guys were really down on it, though. Like, I don't <laughs> so, know. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, re- vaguely remember it. So I, I was thinking about. It. I didn't think I watched it, but then I think I watched it like when I was in an ambient phase on my flight to India once. <laughs> so, and I'm like, it's really funny because I'm mixing it up with the Wolverine movie too because I watched them both on that trip. And so I just, I have no idea what happened in either, but I'm sure it'll come back to me in the Dragon Tooth days. They both have metallic infra, infra, infra infrastructures. Was Sam you know, Worthington skeleton. in both of them? I have no idea. He was uh, in. I don't think he was in Wolverine. Okay, see, this is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it has Christian wow. Bale, so hmm, I do like Christian Bale. Yeah, I won't watch it. We'll have to see. It'll be amusing to watch it, like when I'm sober. You can just listen to the bailout remix, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the new trailer for Genesis? This, the one where Arnold's jumping out of the helicopter. I think that was included in the first okay as well. I so I refuse to looking. I refuse to watch any of it. I'm like I'm staying clean. <laughs> well, we are here to discuss the third episode of the Sarah Connor Chronicles: The Turk, not the Twerk. <laughs> oh, that would have been missed opportunity or the right Tusk. There. Tusk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was. Uh, this episode originally aired on January 21st, 2008, directed by Paul Edwards. He directed a bunch of episodes of Lost and Little Heroes and Once Upon a Time and Fringe. It's the first director other than David Nutter that they've had. Hmm. It's kind of different for a lot of them. It was written by John Worth, who's they mentioned on the commentary. He's directed over or he's made over 300 episodes of TV, whether it's like producing or writing, whatever, like Briscoe, Hell on Wheels, Nash Bridges, Picket Fences. Wow, all over the place. Mm. Is he like one of the main writers on this show, on this season? or He's a producer. At, um, I don't know how many other episodes he wrote this season, but I know he was a part of had something to do with like every episode. Okay. He's a producer, I guess. Eight point six five million people view this episode. The drop of a couple million, isn't it? Yeah, a million and a half, maybe. So let's get started with the recap. So there is a commentary for on this episode by Josh Friedman, John Worth, 
Lena Headey and Thomas Decker. They talked about, you know, the opening where Sarah's doing the voiceover. They were saying they didn't know what this was going to be used for, and they did it. They thought it was just going to be more promotional thing. And (laughs) Thomas Decker said if he had known what it's going to be used for in every episode, he wouldn't have done his Calvin Klein face when he's walking (laughs) Is that what he calls it? (laughs) It is kind of a ridiculous face. I don't like those hero walks shots in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s shows. Yeah. Hero walk towards the camera in slow mo. Uh, mm-hmm. Too cheesy. Terrible. Unless there's a puppet involved. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Josh Friedman said he didn't like how long the recaps were. He thought they took too long. And they were saying that by the finale, it's going to, they're going to just have one 42 minute recap. <laughs> so it starts with Sarah voiceovering about how she became obsessed with scientists when she was in the mental hospital. You see she's in a room of scientists and she shoots them all dead, but they get up and turn into Terminators. <laughs> and her bullets aren't hurting them and they all pull out guns and shoot her. She's very I, ineffective I, in this dream. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't like this. <laughs> That's the worst dreams. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't a fan of it, really. If, eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool visual to have, you know, to have the Terminators encircling her. Well, when they but... first awoke, that was cool. I don't yeah. know. What do you guys think of the voiceovers? Uh, I didn't. I haven't liked them since Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of get on my nerves a little bit. Uh, this was the second dream sequence they shot. They thought the first one was bad, so they did another one. And they you were like the, joking. In the first episode, you mean? No, in this episode. Oh. They redid the dream oh, scene. Okay. And they were joking that the Terminators encircling her, pointing guns at her, were like. It was like her against the network, <laughs> fighting against the network. Like, oh, she needs bigger boobs, and blah, 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 blah. Like, she, I guess they thought that yeah. she didn't look like uh, Sarah Connor. Well. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's not very nice. And she said that was something they actually said to her, or somebody said that to her. That she needed really? To- yeah, I guess there was a spike that she didn't look enough like. I agree she doesn't look like her, but she doesn't need bigger boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall Linda Hamilton as having giant tatas, so <laughs> totally did not enter my brain. There, yeah, when she wakes up, she and John are looking over stuff from the Resistance guys, and it turns out the Resistance guys were a Skynet hunting party, so they're going to go start with Cyberdyne employees to go to get more leads, so they're going to go see Teresa Dyson, and Cameron walks by in her underwear. <laughs> okay, why nice. does the Terminator need underwear, is my question. <laughs> you know, yeah. Of okay. course, like, just in yeah. case, you know, it comes up. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, she's not very much with the, the covering of, you know, whatever, but I guess for... For you know, they have to, some decorum has to be mentioned. Like they mentioned it, maybe like John in the future was like, "Look, whatever you do, just keep the underwear on. <laughs> just wear underwear, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and get the cute girly ones." Mm-hmm. They actually had to reshoot that part because the first time the outfit wasn't revealing enough. What? <laughs> I don't know who people? decided. <laughs> I don't know who decided it wasn't revealing enough and made them reshoot it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. God. 
John goes to talk to Cameron. She's clothed now, putting on eyeliner. Sarah tells her she needs to wear clothes. And they go over the schematics of high school and John and Cameron leave. And Sarah doesn't want Cameron to kiss her. And when they're going over the schematics, it sounded like they were getting ready for a battle. Oh, that was awesome. I loved that. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say, though, like, like John, he's kind of like, he's disparaging of what it takes to put on eyeliner and I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not, it's not that easy, John. I I still haven't figured it out, John. (laughs) I know. I mean, I heard that it really hurts if you hit yourself in the eye with those things. (laughs) I can imagine. It's, I've only done that once when drunk, but it's more, (laughs) it's more of the case of like, it goes wibbly wobbly everywhere. Like, yes. So I'd I'd like to see John, of course he's like pretty emo. So I could imagine him in some instances, like, you know, being one with the eyeliner, but yeah, I call this the glow liner. (laughs) (laughs) There's a napkin holder in this scene that they said is featured prominently in every episode. So I'm going to be looking for it from now on. Well, a napkin holder? I know. <laughs> a glove, a baking glove, and a napkin holder. Wow. Well, that's really a weird Easter egg. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, uh, production crew. John tells Cameron to blend in when they get to school. Apparently, she's been reading the dictionary. And she's 50% more robotic in this episode. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about that on the commentary. Say that, yeah, she, that was an act in the first episode she was trying to fit in. Now she's not acting or she's you know, trying to fit in in a different way or something like that. I don't buy it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> she kind of goes back and forth between doing things that you wouldn't think a robot would do to then being like very robotic. So and she's super robotic. Like I can understand when she's at home with them doing all that stuff, but since she can put on an act and she knows they're going to school, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just a lot of stuff that I was like, okay, she wouldn't have, this doesn't make sense, but whatever. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. That's what they said. It was her mission to get close to John and now the mission's over. So she doesn't have to, I don't know. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Yeah. Don't act like a freak or you won't fool anyone. She says she fooled him. Mm, This was the Warner Brothers office as they were walking past. Not a real school. Oh. They look, it looks like a school. There's a bunch of like yahoos inside. And Cameron has trouble getting to the metal detector because she's made of metal. Why is the guy calling it bling? (laughs) <laughs> I know. 2007. God. <laughs> Just say friggin' jewelry. He's trying to be hip for the kids. Yeah, I guess so. You kids think I'm cool, right? <laughs> John tells him she has a metal plate in her head and garlets her through. That was a thorough check. Yeah, he should have, like, well, I guess they didn't want to make waste time with frisking, but he should have frisked her. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Decker said he thinks this is where the this episode is where the story really starts for him at least. Sarah goes to Miles Dyson's grave and finds Teresa there. She can't explain why she looks the same, which I don't know why she couldn't explain. Teresa knows about time travel. Yeah. Terminators. She even asks about Arnold's Terminator. He's gone. Oh, poor Uncle Bob. Yeah. 
Was this like a lucky guess that she was going to guess yes. that she was there at the grave? Because that's very coincidental. Is it the anniversary or something? I got the I feeling it was the anniversary of his death. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have to wait there a long time. For yeah. To show up. <laughs> she also knows what Sarah wrote. She'd never die, but you always want something. So she gets Sarah gets her to look through photos and see if she finds somebody because they might be in with Skynet and not know it. But first she says she doesn't recognize anybody, but then she admits to recognizing the fourth one, Andy Good. And Teresa just tells her to make sure that he doesn't die in vain if he does die. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> oh, and Sarah, this is where Sarah said nobody dies in vain or something like that. Mm, yeah. Which I kind of liked. I don't know why. I don't know why I like that line, but I do. Lena said she stole that jacket she was wearing. I don't know if she was joking or not, but she said she nicked it. <laughs> In her British accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been watching Game of Thrones the past few days, so when I watched this, it was kinda <laughs> it was kinda weird watching this <laughs> after seeing Cersei. Oh yeah, I've called her Cersei all through my notes. <laughs> because yeah, I just I was watching the last two episodes of Game of Thrones. It's very know, with, distracting. Without the blonde hair, I can't I can I can distinguish the two very easily. Like they're separate in my mind because she's not wearing that blonde wig. I can so- distinguish it, but I prefer not to <laughs> <laughs> because it's some of her facial expressions. Like, and they're in obsessions with their son. So, uh, just saying. Hear her on the commentary. I was kind of hearing Cersei, <laughs> just the accent, I guess. Mm-hmm. The police, the authorities are looking over the resistance fighters' apartments. Ellison comes in, and the bullets there match the one that killed Enrique, the CI. The police think they were drug dealers, but Ellison's thinking terrorists. I love He wants to know what's in that safe. I love Ellison. Why do they assume they're drug dealers? Did they find drugs? Um, Because they were uh, linked. The crimes were linked, I guess. They always (laughs) assume drug dealers, Matt. Oh, okay. Gangs on CP. Yeah, exactly. Didn't, didn't they say because um, the bullet that was used to kill Enrique was the same as the bullets there, right? Or something like that? Is that why? Yeah. So the, they linked the drug dealer dealers to... I don't know. That makes it's sense. It's just an excuse to have the the kind of awesome, like, random hostility between the two cops. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can't remember her name, but the lady cop was played by Catherine Dent. She's probably best known for being on the shield. Any relation to um, Dame? Um, what's her name? Dench. Judy. Judy Dench. Oh, Dent. Dent. Oh, Dent. D-N-T, okay. yeah. I was going to be really happy for a second. Yeah. We see Crow Marty go into the hospital to steal some plasma. Okay, is this the most ridiculous name for a Terminator, or am I just crazy? Cromartie? No, I don't like the name Cromartie. It's just weird. And also, um, he reminds me, like, with this disguise, he re- he dis- reminds me of a um, comic book character, and I can't remember who. The closest I could get was, like, um, uh, have you seen my mummy on, on Doctor Who? The um, gas mask one. Anybody? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but those are kids. I couldn't figure out who, which um, comic book character reminded me of. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he has a name. Like he's he's just a Terminator. 
Right, exactly. Cromartie is so ridiculous. It's so weird, <laughs> isn't like it? like an old, like, fat detective from, like, a... I mean, it's just... <laughs> it totally does. You're up, Cromartie. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it totally is a weird name. And it just stands out as being weird. <laughs> Josh Freeman said they were trying to do a little horror movie in this episode since they couldn't do a little action movie. Hmm. And Sarah goes to the cell phone store to check out Andy Good with his little Superman curl. Nice name. <laughs> yeah. So he was on. Um, it's funny because he and this other guy that's was or is on Suits or was on Suits. Yeah. Suits and- so I was like, oh, it's guy in Suits, and then later on, oh, it's the guy in Suits. <laughs> I don't think they had any scenes together though. Yeah, this guy was on Scandal and Lie to Me as well. What's his real name? Brendan Hines. Oh, okay. Lena said he talks faster than anyone she's ever met. (laughs) (laughs) I can't understand your English. (laughs) (laughs) So he's the manager there, and he's selling her on the phone, and she gives him some sass. (laughs) He's being a smart ass. What is true texting? Can somebody explain? What do you... Oh, true true texting, isn't it... um, like uh oh never mind i don't know he just said something about it's not like those stupid bubble things or i don't like i don't know cartoony bubble thing i don't know like an android text oh no that's still a bubble mm-hmm. thing like when it remember an old text when it just used to come in through your phone and it wasn't like a bubble no <laughs> never mind so, like you mean just like over the cell plan instead of the uh wi-fi or something Blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. And what was her plan? Her plan was to, like, entice him by being rude and then get him to follow her out. That was an interesting uh, they, plan. He was, he was, uh, she was intriguing him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like this. She's though, lucky she's hot. Yeah, I liked We've never seen Sarah Connor use that part of her arsenal <laughs> before well, we know that she had a uh, you know she had that other guy under her thumb his her uh yeah but, oh her yeah but that was yeah. that was genuine this was this was uh, a mission okay <laughs> i think once she realized that he was just a cell phone salesman she didn't really care she was like oh I'm get out of here oh excuse me so when she leaves, he calls her on her new phone and goes out to her car and asks her out to dinner. Because she's so he, intriguing. Uh, <laughs> he's got some game, doesn't he? <laughs> like none. <laughs> yeah. Like zero game. Absolutely not. Like his sales pitch is better than his game. So that's not saying anything. I don't know, but he's cute. So he's got that working for him. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you're cute, you can get away with a lot. Yep. It's a darkable. Yeah, especially oh, when, I hate that word. I know, I hate it too. <laughs> but then especially like when you're really smart and you might be adding to like, you know, the termination of the human species, then you really get you really have game. <laughs> you can get any dates from anyone like Sarah. Oh my cousin won't stop calling me. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> When you're in you know like when you're in the tech field and everybody wants you to solve their computer problems. I was gonna say, does he she wanna join our podcast? No, she knows what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's anything wrong with that. There is something wrong with that, but whatever. <laughs> um, 
So John makes it to class and they have a pop quiz. Oh, the Cameron, worst on the first uh, day. No, like who gives you a pop quiz? Yeah, I didn't understand this. Like, does that ever happen anymore? Like, I I, I don't know. Especially on the first day, I've never had a pop. You know, it, in school, I've never had a pop quiz. Was this everyone's first day or just his first day? Maybe. Mm. But wouldn't he be exempt if it was his yeah, first day? Yeah, I would day? think so. You would think so. <laughs> I got the yes. feeling they just transferred there and it's not Yeah, you're probably right. Day. But this school sucks, whatever the case. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, dum dum. Oh, yeah, Ellison goes to Carlos's place and our favorite Chola is back. <laughs> they talked about how she was going to acting school with one of Thomas Decker's friends. She still doesn't get to say any dialogue. <laughs> She's a woman of few words. Yeah, or zero words. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> I like this scene. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of that's kind of good little banter back and forth. Yeah, a little double speak going on. Mm-hmm. That's because Ellison's in it. <laughs> he has this moment when he sounds like Denzel Washington. It's so weird. <laughs> he does. Like he has. He did like, play. Yeah. He what? He did play, didn't we say he played fake Denzel and Soul Plane? Or something like that. <laughs> oh, I, yes, I think you did. Yeah. That's awesome. I well, forgot there about you that. Can totally pass. There you go. That's why. Yeah, Carlos says he didn't kill his uncle, and Ellison believes him, but he thinks Carlos might know something, I guess. Well, that's because Carlos is a super suspicious character. Like anybody, <laughs> I would just assume that he would know a lot of things about a lot of things. You know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we see the scientist makes it home and he's on his phone and behind him is Cromarty. <laughs> chokes him. <laughs> so so wait a second. Yeah, oh yeah, this is okay. We have another scene with him because this one ends when he's like being choked out, right? Right. I'm like, it's Nigel. He's being choked out. <laughs> Nigel was the set to his character. He's also on Mad Men as like a receptionist and he was awesome. He was only like one or two episodes, but he was awesome in that too. Wait, what was like he, Nigel in? Um, suits. Oh, but he okay. looks like he he would play Nigel on everything. Like yes, that's what his name yeah. would be. Yeah, right. he's an English actor. And... I know I've seen him at something, but I haven't seen Suits. Have you seen Mad Men? Yeah, only like the first season. I think he was in Breaking Bad too. Oh, okay. And he's on Powers, a new show that's on PlayStation Network, and he's. The second X-Files movie. It's a show for the PlayStation Network? Yes, it's exclusively wow. on the PlayStation Network. That's the only place they could get it made. <laughs> oh, it was supposed to be on FX a few years ago, but I guess that didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, so John and Cameron made it home. They're going to need a, cam- a note about Cameron's head. A plate in her head. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that okay, be a can doctor's we, note, though? Yeah, you would need a, a doctor's note, right? Not like a note from your mom. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> okay, so... But I'm sure that, you know, she can get forgeries for complete identities. I'm sure she can, like, fake a doctor's yeah. note. Yeah. Oh, she's wily. $20,000. Mm-hmm. Not even. It's trusting. <laughs> okay, she but prob- can we talk really quickly about the Terminator physiology? <laughs> how, <laughs> okay. <laughs> how do her good wounds, How do her wounds heal? How does this work? Please, somebody tell me. The same way your wounds heal. So she has all the same... <laughs> but they don't have pain receptors, right? No. But they have, I don't know, whatever it is. I, I get the feeling they can heal minor cuts and scrapes, but anything mm-hmm. bigger than that, like if they get a huge chunk taken out of them, it'll start to rot. Ew. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, in, 
in Terminator <laughs> 1, he, in Terminator 1, he cut out his eye and like, right. things started to rot, right? So, actually, that's a good point because I actually had a, a problem with the whole metal, de- metal detector thing because, okay, we were, like, talking about how she's, like, Sarah could pick her up no problem. So, obviously, she's light and she's not heavy metal. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but, so, if that's the case, then... What kind of metal is she made of? So I would think that it was like, you know, a, a superior metal, but then she sets out up a metal detector, like that didn't ring to me. Mm, you know, like if it's if it's titanium, it won't set off a metal detector, like things like that. Like and it's very certain things that will set off one. Especially when you have it at a, at a school, it's not even like a super flutin kind of metal detector, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I hear you. And Sarah tells him about Andy Good. She's kinda of disappointed. He's just a cell phone salesman. But he's hard any cell phone salesman's listening. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not a good cell phone salesman. That was probably her disappointment. It's like yeah. he didn't even try to. Okay, the, especially because like the the phone that he tried to sell her on, I was like, okay, the pic, the camera sucks. Like all of the stuff he's saying, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is like ten years ago, over ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like three G. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that's why you would use it on a desert island because you definitely wouldn't yeah. get 4G. <laughs> yeah. uh, before before she went on the date, though, um, it wasn't a date. She, yeah, I guess we had a shot of uh, of her in the tub with a door open in a house with other people. Yeah, they, Wait, was that... they talked about that on. <laughs> they do. That was later, right? Or a little bit later? Yes. Yeah, Yes, a little bit later. Oh, okay. Because I, I have a comment about the razor she's using, but I have a I have a <laughs> comment about the date. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right though. The door was open. That was not good. Where are we at? <laughs> uh, we're when they're talking about uh, whether she needs to kill. This is before the date. Um, or she needs to kill. Cameron says people die all the time. They won't wait for her, and she says she fooled John again. <laughs> yes. It's funny, well, not funny, but when Cameron said the weapons needed to be clean and Sarah handed her the towel, it's like, here you go. There seemed to be a lot of, like, Sarah, Sarah Cameron stuff going on. Yeah, why is she so mean to Cameron? I don't know, but then also it's almost like she was also kind of her confidant because, you know, with, it's like this love-hate thing because, like, she talks to her because she can't talk to John but then she doesn't like her, which is, you know, I mean, obviously she doesn't like robots, but it's just this weird dynamic that they have going on. I'm wondering to see how it develops. Yeah, I agree. And plus it passes the Bechdel test, so. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Oh, no, I think this may have been the tub scene. Is this it? Where she's voiceovering about the atom bomb and deciding if you need to kill somebody, or is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, ladies, if you don't have uh, a superior razor... Oh, remember, yeah. Remember when, uh, you know, you used to have those disposable razors and you constantly cut yourself? Don't use those. Don't <laughs> use those hurt. people because they don't flex and they start, like, they will strip your skin off. Like, I've had long strips of skin come off on those things. Ow! Yeah. Elizabeth, well, I'm, what Sorry. I'm going to say is that, yeah, I agree with you. Like, they should just, if they're not going to, you have a good razor, just don't shave. Don't, it's not yeah. going to be that bad. No. Sorry. 
Continue, Will. Sorry. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I shaved my head and I you know, had some pretty bad gashes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You don't use a disposable razor for that, though. No. Okay. No. <laughs> but yeah, they apparently shot that scene late at night and cold, dirty water, and she was just so oh, ready to go that's... home. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Cold, dirty water? Why do they have to make it dirty? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't like her. I know. That's so mean. <laughs> But the blood part they shot in Josh Friedman's office, kind of weird. Okay. The blood part? Yeah, the part where the blood's stripping down. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Because of the razor. Yeah. <laughs> the bad one. <laughs> yeah. So next, Sarah's eating uh, eating with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. wait a second. This is like their first date, right? And she goes over yeah. to his place. Right, and I'm just have to say that I've never gone on a first date where I've gone over to someone's place because it's just not safe, ladies. Don't do that. Okay, <laughs> I know she's Sarah Connor and she can beat his ass, and she's not worried about that kind of thing. But if I was him, I'd be like, "Why is she so eager to come over to my place?" We know this why. The, the ladies TSA episode, <laughs> right? Back in 2008, it was or saying, PSA? Nope. <laughs> I said TSA Terminator <laughs> service. That too, right? Both. I agree. It was kind of weird, but I mean, obviously, you know, that's probably her idea just because she, she wouldn't want to go out in public and, you know, she wanted to see his house and see if he has anything going on. But no, I agree. It's kind of weird. She, Lena Headey joked that the moral of this episode is to be careful who you let into your house. Very true. <laughs> Saying, especially be careful who you show your like closet robots to. Yeah. <laughs> valuable machine. Oh, poor guy. He talks about how he went to Caltech but had to drop out to help family. And she can't, she can't remember she wanted to be anything other than a waitress. I guess he wanted to be something other than a salesman once. And she sees a poster on his wall, which is a real poster for that event. It was a real event about. Oh, it was a real poster. That was a cool poster. Yeah, Yeah, because he mentioned another poster and she didn't ask any follow up questions. And I, I wondered why he, like, why they wrote that in. Like, the other one's too hard to get. (laughs) <laughs> he starts geeking out over his machine and or over the poster and she asks him what he does and he shows her the Turk, his chess play machine, which is named after a real machine called the Turk. Okay. His machine can defeat any player. And Sarah see in the mirror she sees somebody walk past the door, but when she looks outside she doesn't see anybody, but we see a guy with a barcode watching. Oh, that's what that was? Okay, I could not figure that out. All right. Same person from the last episode who was who was uh, off off to the side creep. Guy, he's pretty bad if he keeps he was spotted. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes home. There were a few times this episode when Josh Friedman was joking around about how people's necklaces kept moving around, just continuity errors he always noticed when he's watching, like Tom Stecker had on a necklace, I guess, that moved around. Mm times and Sarah's did so Andy's was talking about um, how who was he said somebody like in the 1700s created an automaton that would play chess is that true it, it must have just uh, it must have just like picked up stuff and put it like in yeah I guess, same spot yeah. every time or something yeah Probably. I would like to see what that would look like yeah mm-hmm. Me too. Would, is that the original Turk I don't know Sure, the Summertime chess player. 
Yeah, fake chess play machine constructed in the late 18th century until it was destroyed by fire in 1854. (laughs) It did not look like this. Probably, you know, they probably, (laughs) you know, season three will be them going back then and be like, well, we have to destroy the precursor. So he doesn't even get the idea. (laughs) Let's destroy chess. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Oh, weird. I found this really strange picture of like, like a desk with people hidden inside of it for the Turk. This is very strange. So it was like a fake thing? Yeah. Yeah, at the time, analysts concluded that the Turk must be operated by a human chess player because chess was so complicated that it could be never be played by. I am going to <laughs> do something to this so that, um, yeah, I'll post it somewhere. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes, Sarah went home and she's telling John that it was just a rack of computers. He starts talking about the singularity and says, when that happens, we can kiss our asses goodbye. And he reminds Sarah that she's supposed to be stopping that from happening. Uh, When he was asking her about all the tech stuff, I just wanted her to, like, do Kyle Reese's line. I didn't build the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know tech stuff. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't buy him as some kind of is computer genius or something, whatever he's doing. Don't discriminate just because he's good looking. <laughs> <laughs> smart people can be computer geniuses, too. <laughs> well, smart people, yes. Um, <laughs> she, meant, she meant sexy. <laughs> All the same. Sexy. Oh, All I the just, same. I, it's smart the hair, man. I hate that hairstyle. Thank God. The it's floppy it's hair? Floppy. Yes. Just like the... Okay, so I looked up the singularity. Did you guys know that there's a singularity conference every year where they talk about like their theories on when the singularity is going to happen? God, there's a conference for everything. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I want to go to this conference and just roll my eyes at everyone. <laughs> I can just imagine you walking in, like looking at people, and just rolling your eyes and walking out. <laughs> Freaking weirdos! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's a lot of predictions like around 2040, 2045, apparently. Of course there are, because it's probably 2012 and then that passed. So they're like, uh. <laughs> exactly. But, but Always 30 years out. If you go to this conference, please report back. We're not going to judge you. We'll only judge you after we get the notes. We'll, we'll roll his <laughs> eyes. Yes. There might be eye I'll rolling. judge you silently. <laughs> but not on Facebook. Turk, yeah, this Turk machine doesn't look very comfortable. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Inside, it's like a small person. Uh, where was I? The singularity. Oh, oh yeah. Thomas Decker did say this is the only scene where his hair wasn't in his eyes. He knows it was pushed back in the scene. <laughs> his hair was kind of just pushed back a little bit. Yeah, his hair. I mean, he had the full on like 2008 hairdo going on. Well, he actually Probably. jumped ahead seven years though, so he he was ahead of his time. He was in. <laughs> That's a good point. He had a Bieber kind of a... <laughs> yeah. A new Bieber kind of a haircut. Police lady got a fingerprint match and shows it to Ellison. It's a four-year-old in Canton, Ohio. Can <laughs> somebody explain that. this? So they... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, ask your question. Maybe you already understand. <laughs> well, okay. So was it that they uh, changed the database? No. Oh, Okay. Sorry. The guy from oh, the just... future came back and died, but currently he's four, a four-year-old kid. Oh, 
okay, that makes so much more sense. Okay. Yeah. Time travel, I love it. <laughs> why, <laughs> do well, why do they have a four-year-old uh, fingerprints on file? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> why is a four-year-old? Yeah, so police lady he's, or detective. He's a bad four-year-old. He's a troublemaker, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have tiny yeah, little prints? Do, oh, God. What can you do at four years old to get... <laughs> you can kick a lot of shins. <laughs> He's a serial uh, shin kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys should all go to jail for sure. Ow. Public pooping. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. He's a little menace. <sighs> okay, that makes so, more sense. Thank you. Yeah, according to the documents, he's Warren L. Kraskatak, something like that. And he was born June 12th, 2003. She's a little smug, and she he asked her about blood because some the blood of his scene is almost human, but it had no red blood cells, and she's gonna check on that for him. Well, at least she had listened to him. A lot of times when you have these random animosities, like nobody wants to listen to each, mm-hmm. but at least she was like, okay, you can check it out. I don't know why she hates him, but she's infringing on her turf. I guess he's like the Kate of sorry, it's an angel reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I hear you. <laughs> you need have to like finish that sentence. <laughs> well, we missed a part earlier where Cromarty gave that doctor <laughs> that equation, and it's it's a lot of real science and that stuff on the board. And okay, I was wondering. Yeah, that was a little so they, bit too much for me. Oh God, yes. Because I'm like, really? Like he just mentioned, he's like, oh, I can do it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Like, no. I know. I, I didn't know if it was like writer gobbledygook or if they had actually mm-hmm. hired some kind of science, you know, expert. And why? Yeah. Why would they need to? Nobody except for like five people in the world are going to know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But either way, like whenever like that's like kind of a trope when you know, like they won't they won't see like the finished thing or like you know they're they're they'll be working on something forever and it won't make sense and they'll, they won't be able to solve it and somebody comes in like with some kind of insight and gives them the key to finishing it and it's like of course Eureka <laughs> it'll make sense and I have faith once more and like instantly from like nothing he goes into like I can do this I own the world exactly like much. you could just look at that and go ah oh, that's exactly going to work exactly and what they're doing is counting on like nobody watching to be able to actually say he's totally full of They spent a lot of time, I guess, trying to figure out exactly how a Terminator would write an equation on the board. Really? (laughs) But they didn't think about his name? (laughs) Well, they did think about his name. They thought a little bit too hard about it. And they gave him a very long, complicated one. They mentioned a lot of names. I guess they were supposed to be like former Cyberdyne people. These people were almost right. These people were completely wrong or something like that. Yeah, I wonder if, like, Cromartie is, like, somebody's name, like, on the staff, or, because it's just a really random name to, like, suddenly come up yes, with. exactly. But it bothers me whenever they say it. Ugh. So now the doctor is making what Cromartie needs. He's speaking a lot of sciencey stuff into a recorder. They're pouring plasma, and they get back home to his home and pour that plasma into the tub. And- Call it a bloodbath. <laughs> ah. <laughs> They, oh, yeah, that's what they said. They, they, I don't know if they were joking, but they said the original name of this episode was Bloodbath. Oh. And I didn't get it when they said it, but I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be like meat soup. <laughs> As a vegetarian, how are you enjoying this episode? 
Uh. <laughs> I eat seafood. <laughs> okay, that's very bloody. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a my favorite. What Anytime. If instead, what if instead it, of a tub filled with bloody, crawled into a giant mussel shell? That would have been okay because then he would come out like a pearl. That would be fine. <laughs> but like, yeah, the visuals of like half made, like, and then the gripping into the flesh and. I mean, and it's not the fact that I'm vegetarian. It's just gross, man. <laughs> it is gross, yeah. I like how he Come was more. like, like, I don't know. He like looked at him, and it was almost like, a, "I'm shy. I'm naked." He's like, yeah. "Father." Yeah, like it's so funny because he like like gestured, and he's like, "Oh, I should close the door." You guys, okay, can't I was see wondering this. what. Cromarty was pointing at was it the recorder or was he pointing at the door? Well, it looked like he was pointing at the recorder first. I don't know. Yeah, because he looked down at it and then he like shut the door. And I'm like, okay, so Sarah can't shut the door, but this guy can. <laughs> <laughs> He's shy. Terminators are shy. They don't want the door open when they get in the bath. He's like, no. you're gonna see me in my meadow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel bad for this guy though because he could have left as soon as that Terminator got in the tub and went below the blood. <laughs> Yeah, they talked about that on the common area. People were wondering why he didn't leave, but they're like, you know, we can't leave. It's his passion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bunch of BS. <laughs> I'm passionate about a lot of things, okay? But <laughs> I would be running for the hills. I'd <laughs> be like, all right. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I my job is done here. You know, <laughs> like, turn into your meat self, what have you. There's a lot of stuff I don't need to know. I know. <laughs> I'm fine with running. Yeah, just take your notes and leave. <laughs> yeah. Be like, I'll figure this out another day. <laughs> Today I shall live. He didn't even look that surprised, though, to see, like, Mm-mm. a full-on robot. It was weird. <laughs> He's kind of like, yeah, pretty much what I accepted. Oh, of course, you know, think about how the guy was dressed, right? So you're probably a little bit, like, happy that it's not, like, you know, pieces of flesh falling off like it is in the later scene. Like, you're probably happy that all that's under there is metal. <laughs> I have to say that the the metal version was a lot bigger than the actor playing him in disguise. <laughs> I was like, he somehow shrunk into his clothes because, yeah, that it didn't fit. It was huge. And he heard the voice before he heard the before he saw the metal. So the shock, a little shock, was probably gone a little bit. How is how is it speaking? Does it have like a little speaker? <laughs> like a C and C and spell or whatever those things are called. You pull like a, a you pull a cord and it just like A is for apple. Yeah, he must have a speaker because he can mimic other people's voices, and I doubt he has an actual voice box. Like if he did have a voice box, he'd only be able to make one voice. But he can mimic other people, so yeah. Probably and again, just... the robot physiology or the Terminator physiology. Like, how did okay? So we she can eat, right, Cameron? Yeah, or something like that. Okay, we so I don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, when the the arm, the disembodied arm, like killed that guy. Like, how did it even know that there was somebody there? Does it have eye like like receptors to see in its arm? <sighs> Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We are talking about a show. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Time travel, I'm Elizabeth. Sorry. I know. No, I think about these things too, and I think that Cameron is a different model. Um, so which would expect you know, explain why she's gonna be more organic. And before the end of the series we will see Cameron cry. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Not a very yeah, like big one. Yeah. Is but, she um, Is she gonna bone John Connor? <laughs> yes, there's gonna be some sexy times. I hope not, but I kind of think there probably will be. 
I think so. That's exactly me. I don't want that that to happen, but you know, the robot love initiative says that it must, or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no. I, I don't know. Like, like the whole disembodied, like the whole disembodied head, the whole disembodied. I can understand the head, but let's just say that there's like sensors in the arm. Like, it's like let's just say it's nano technology. Yeah. Okay. They can do everything with nano, nano, whatever's. I think they said um, when Crow Marty's talking, it was the first time we've seen a Terminator speak when it's outside of its skin, when it's just metal. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You just look ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this Crow Marty guy is the worst. Yeah. He's so cheesy and funny. <laughs> and, then, and then also, like, his name is still Cromarty, even though he's like, <laughs> like, why can't he be named something different now that he's like, you know, out of his meat suit, like, like Bane or something? Yeah, that was his like teacher, like fake exactly. teacher. Name. Like, is, like, is he gonna go around and be like, my name is Cromarty? No, <laughs> I'm a teacher. Like, he's, like he's, I'm, I'm Cromarty, like no matter yeah. what. <laughs> so I have a question. So like, know. he gets a new face and whatever. Like, but you know when you have you have bone structure, yeah, and how they. You know how you have bone structure, blah. Uh, so <laughs> they try to like re- uh, recreate what people look like just from their bones. So wouldn't you expect him to look similar to the real, like, you know, Kamardi actor? But I'm assuming he's not going to be. Like, this is going to be a bother. This is going to bother me. I assume he's going to so. look the exact same as he did before, probably. That's what I would think. Yeah. Which I don't understand because, like, that's just a pile of goopy flesh on him. How's he going to form eyelids and lips? Right. And- Intricate things like that. Because the formula. The formula. formula. Yeah, there's a formula and there's this bone structure, like his sub, subs, whatever. We'll we'll give him the most. And he's an artist too, (laughs) Marty. Maybe that's why it's a regular name. He teaches art. Yeah. Yeah, The upper right quadrant of the board that was all about the lips and the skin. I'm pretty sure. It's all in the formula. But he lost (laughs) his wireframe ears. Oh, well, new ones. Okay, Matt, those will look slightly different. <laughs> His ears will look different, but everything yeah. else will be different. You'll have huge no ears. ears. Or it'll be like Nigel's, and they'll be really big. Now, what if they have, like, Voldemort? No ears, little slits. And no nose. He's going to rip somebody else's ears off and put them on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Voldemort not have ears? Wait, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't have, even have a nose. <laughs> I might be totally just thinking that. Let's go with it. Let's just go with it. Okay. What's he going to do about a tongue? He had ears. Never mind. You want to have a? <laughs> but now I can see a cat, a cat that looks like Voldemort. <laughs> There's a cat that looks like Voldemort. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god, that's scary. I don't want to see that. <laughs> so his tongue. I mean, he has enough. Like it's probably in there. Besides, this one doesn't necessarily have to eat. He just has to be able to talk. Yeah. And yeah, how does he talk without lips? Because like, okay, because it's a speaker. Hello. Okay, Malika. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, where did you lose me? How does he how talk does he... without lips? Yeah, so how? Because okay, he has a speaker, but if the speaker, like, he has to be able to, you know, like to to fit in, he has to have his mouth and tongue and lips move in a certain, you know, mm-hmm. like and that teeth. has to all be part of it. Yeah, I don't like this. What if he grew teeth? <laughs> or did he have teeth? He had teeth, like, like robotic teeth. Yeah. He's going to have bling in his mouth. I know, seriously, he's going to have a grill. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for Cat Voldemort, and I found Terminator Dog as well. (laughs) That'd be like a T9. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, the first Terminators were dogs, probably the first <laughs> prototypes. Yeah, they sent him to space. So Sarah is at the doctor, and she's perfectly healthy, and she wants to know about prevention of cancer. But the doctor's saying she doesn't need to worry. She doesn't have any risk factors, and tells her you can't predict the future. You can only try to prevent. She better eat a lot of broccoli. This doctor was perfect. It's just like the kind of slight bit of asshole that most doctors are. <laughs> I know it, he actually really reminded me of me, my um, my um, GP because like regardless of what you tell him he'll be like yeah why are you worried about blah 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 and like he just kind of like you know w- waves his hand waves his hand like he convinced me that I didn't have anything to worry about and it took like a acupuncturist to suggest I go to a specialist to get a blood test which recover which indicated that I did have something wrong but yeah if you listen to my GP he was like totally convinced he's like whatever completely right yeah that's kind of like yeah i'm not saying the doctors are assholes sorry if anybody's listening to doctor but it's like that whole you know <laughs> thing a, where they've seen it all they're busy you know they don't want to deal, deal with insurance your, i'm re- yeah. related to a lot of doctors and a lot of them are assholes <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking insurance is the worst they're talking in the commentary about how cancer is a metaphor for the apocalypse okay I never thought about that before. <laughs> that. That's interesting. I mean, like in like this episode, or we're going to have more cancer apocalypse? Well, it's like how, like something you're trying to prevent, but... Right. Um, you don't even know how to, to start to do it. it. And it can, it can arise from wherever in multiple sources in multiple ways. Yeah. Right. That's that's interesting. Heavy-handed, maybe, but it's interesting to think about. <laughs> Next, Sarah's looking at Andy's photo. She puts it down next to her gun, and she calls him, and she takes that gun and leaves. Wait, wait, I have a question. I forget. How did she get these photos again of all these guys? Uh, it was the um, Resistance fighters. They had their stash in that safe, I guess. Oh, that's right. Josh Friedman said he hated this scene. He didn't like the gun part. But like the, the later scene where she had the gun in her pants? Now this scene, oh. she's looking at the gun, and she has it on the table. And yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, it didn't really stand out, but it's a silly scene. In school, John is talking to some girl. I can't remember what her name is. We girl saw her gave him the metal- pencil for the pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. We also saw her in the metal detector scene. Oh, uh, okay. So she's probably going to be a love interest, blah, blah, boring, blah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, this was, uh, I guess, the scene where she gave him the pencil. That was the first scene that... Thomas Decker did for this episode and he was nervous because it was a new director and didn't want to mess up and apparently secretly the director gave that girl a giant pencil to give to him (laughs) and when she handed it to him he was trying not to crack up because he didn't want to piss off the director but then everybody in the classroom started laughing that's hilarious (laughs) oh scene antics and this scene they come upon another girl crying about something the students are looking at it's a drawing of a bra this was really confusing they were slut shaming her is what i kind of got i don't know the the uh drawings progressed there's like three of them wasn't there yeah okay yeah get a little more info each time time, and it looked like it was like spelling out guidance or guidance counselor office and she like maybe she like you know had sex i thought it said dan it's, it what? did say Dan, and then the next time you saw it, it said I Dan, and it was like on the yeah. window of a so guy dance. I did Dan. Dance. 
So, question. Because uh, I only saw it twice. Like, I saw the bra, and then later I saw, like, the shadow of a man and a woman kissing or mm-hmm. embracing. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe I just missed it the first time. But, like, so are we to assume, like, she had an affair with... I think so. With a teacher? Then, that's, that's what I think. But nobody would have known it was her if she hadn't, like, pitched a What's pit. it? Somebody did. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, somebody, it's like, it's like I know what you did last summer or something stupid like that. Right. I don't know, but here's the weird thing is that it was so random to be in this episode, so I'm like, is it going to come back? Like, is this whole thing going to come back? Because she's not going to come back, but, like, is she part of a greater plot, and is this teacher going to then hit on Cameron, and, like, is he part of, like, Cyberdyne? Like, I just kind of was like, this is random. It was very random. It was, yeah, it was kind of rushed and thrown in there, yeah. And also on their first day, <laughs> like yeah. they just got to school and there's a suicide. Yeah, I just mm. felt like they should have led into it in a, oh, but you know, one episode. So, but you know what? They had medical metal detectors in the school, and I don't know if this was commonplace nowadays, but I remember them putting metal detectors, not when I went to school, but several years later because of an incident happening. So I'm wondering if this is like a school where stuff happens. I don't know. Maybe that'll make it more interesting. I don't know. Maybe the thing yeah. was trying, somebody was trying to get her to kill herself or something. I don't know. It didn't even look like she jumped or anything. She just kind of fell. <laughs> maybe she had a, maybe she had like a an affair with the teacher called Cromarty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, this girl is played by Alessandra Torresani, who was on Caprica, and she was in Husbands. Oh, okay. All right. I knew I recognized her. They said they were trying to cast someone that looked like a weird Hayden Pinetier <laughs> and Thomas Decker said, I'm always watching cheerleaders That's hilarious. jump. <laughs> yeah. She will come back then. <laughs> She'll just fix herself. <laughs> she actually auditioned for the part of the girl that gave John the pencil, but she got this part. It's better. Oh, so, I have, so I have this weird theory that I forgot to say earlier, but I'm just going to put it in now, like, randomly. So, okay, we saw that... Um, like Cromartie pick up bags of blood, right? Yeah. And then we saw like Cameron knock on the the door of her classroom, and it really occurred to me that maybe they're Terminator vampires <laughs> because she has to be, she had to be invited in, you know. So <laughs> this is my new theory. There you go, there you go, people. Love it. Write it down. See Cameron's in the bathroom, and she <laughs> she calls a girl fat after the girl asks. And she freaks the other girls out. I thought there was going to be a fight, but then they kind of got freaked out and left. <laughs> so she I would hears, pay to see that. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hears the girl crying in the stall, and the girl's upset about what happened. And Cameron tries to console her with a tight present. <laughs> she goes away. Uh, so in what in... Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, what in Cameron's mind? Like, I know she's weird, but... You know, and I know she's a Terminator, but what makes her think that this makes her the girl's friend? I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's one of those I don't know. Things. And this is where I was saying, like, she has some more human qualities because why would she even investigate like a noise from the stall? Like that I mean it means nothing. Like as a robot for her mission. She's trying to kill John. Well, yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, she's another... trying to poop. Okay, give her some privacy. <laughs> it could be a threat. <laughs> Um, Sarah and Andy are walking along the trail. During this scene, Lena is noticing the zit on her face. 
I did not know. Commentary. I noticed it when she pointed it out, but I didn't notice it before. So Andy thinks someone might want the Turk after Sarah saw that guy in the mirror earlier. And he admits that this isn't just to beat a man at chess. He says the Turk has moves because sometimes it solves the same problem in different ways. Sometimes it can't even solve it. And he thinks sometimes, someday the Turk will tell him something, I don't know. Yeah, because he's a moody. He's like, I'm PMSing. And I'm not the <laughs> Turk, I'm the Turka. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of interesting, but I couldn't figure out, like, if it was too early to be saying something like that. You know, like this too early of a technology or something to have a computer with moods. I don't know. I think he's really Turf's close to cranky. it. He's yeah. project. He's projecting. He's projecting. Mm, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But it has moods, really- and it loves me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like the prototype. Her. <laughs> yeah. This is how the robot loving act got started. <laughs> so what the she trick is very kinda, sexy after all. I know those lights. Yeah, they thought it had the in the commentary. They said they thought it had too many like lights and gizmos, whatever. Like sure, I don't know. <laughs> so what Sarah hears kind of disturbs her, and she's checking for her gun as she walks off. Okay, I, this is another little pet peeve when people... You know your gun is there. Why do you have to check it? Yeah, you can probably feel... Yeah, I know, you can you... feel your gun is there. Yeah. I just... It's mm. just funny. He's like, look, audience. She loves that gun. Yeah, remind the audience. But I'm checking for my keys and my phone all the time. And I'm walking along. Well, how big are your keys? Will? Yeah, I know. It's a little bit different with a gun <laughs> in, the, in the small <laughs> of your back. <laughs> Well, my phone is. She had to make sure it hadn't wedged into her butt crack. The sh- <laughs> <laughs> I think she would be able to <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah, when she sat down, it might have gotten lost. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? So Cameron tells John about her friend that she just made. Okay. And they're watching the door get painted over, and somebody screams, "Jumper!" outside the gym. I have a note, dumb conversation. I don't know if it was this one, but there was a dumb conversation somewhere in here. Probably Cameron. This was a dumb conversation. Because <laughs> I was like, how convenient that they're talking about her. And then like, you know, I made a friend, blah, blah, blah. And he, because, because she would say things and he'd be like, wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the commentary, Thomas Decker's like, I had to say what like six times in a row. <laughs> yeah, trouble with that scene. I mean, I actually liked it because that's exactly how you would act. Like, this, like, rando girl is, like, saying all this stuff. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? But it was just really <laughs> funny the way it was. It was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? So the jumper is the girl from earlier. One dickhead starts uh, yelling for her jump. <laughs> I hope Somebody... feels bad. <laughs> yeah, wait, that reminds yeah. me. <laughs> oh. Like, go- no, no, that reminds me to a conversation. Like when Cameron first walked into the classroom, like rewinding way back then, um, there in the background you can hear one guy go, "That's what I'm talking about," and another guy go, "Yeah, oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Will, did you finish Life is Strange epi- episode two yet? No, I haven't started yet. I was going to try to do it tonight. Okay, it's basically this whole story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John wants to help the girl, but Cameron stops him and tells him not to be a freak. <laughs> what does and, that even mean? Oh, it's because what he told yeah. her, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stop. 
So the girl jumps or just falls off, whatever, and Cameron says they have to go. So it turns out that the stunt woman who jumped was Hayden Pinetier, stunt double on Heroes, and she did the same. She did the jump on Heroes when Julie jumped. Crossover of worlds. He's like, what show am I on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the producers explained that they were trying to create a high school environment that wasn't safe. Uh, Yeah, good job. Perfect place for (laughs) John Connor. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's what I mean about the medical detectors. <laughs> Some yeah. random kid jumping off. Like, what, does this happen every day? <laughs> I mean, is he is he in the LAUSD? <laughs> because it's not safe. Yeah, they're in Burbank, aren't they? Yeah, oh, Burbank? Not. Okay. Nice job, Sarah. Good find. <laughs> so back home, John says he could have done something, and Sarah says that if she wanted to commit suicide, she would have found another way. I think got- I, I disagree because she was in the moment, you know, she was upset and yeah. I think he's right. Like, deal. This is like a, but this show's going to turn into mean girls. <laughs> They're just going to be terrorizing and like Cameron's going to put a stop to it. Oh, he's had yeah. enough of these girls. Their antics. Yeah, he, she says he would have gotten his name in the paper. He would have been a hero and he's like, that might not have been a bad thing because I'm supposed to be a leader. He storms off. Sarah doesn't know how to help him, and Cameron creepily says, Andy Good must be killed. <laughs> like, change of topic. I know, it was so weird. It was like, by the way, that Andy guy, like, I know we're not talking about him whatsoever, but we need to die. <laughs> I don't have any input on this John situation, yeah. but Andy Good has to go. Just saying. That's her solution to everything, though. <laughs> yeah, kill him. Well, she is a Terminator. Yep. Of course, I'm a Terminator. I gotta earn my name. Or my kid. Ellison arrives at the doctor's house and follows the blood, and they find the doctor's body. His eyes are gone. The scientists. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. And Sarah next is voiceovering about the first atomic bomb. Oh my God, this was like the worst voiceover <laughs> ever. Well, between this and then the first one with the dream and then the Oppenheimer and the blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, okay, like, why do you have to put two of these in one episode? It's enough. And do you guys think (laughs) anybody could have made that those lines sound good, though? Probably not. I mean, I don't know if it was just her or if anybody could have made the whole sons of bitches thing sound decent. Oh, Elizabeth. awkward. I forgot about the sons of bitches. (laughs) Now it's like 100% worse. But Sarah's watching Andy's house and it's going up in flames, and he's watching it burn as Sarah walks off. Okay, Andy, I just want to say, I want to just tell Andy something. Um, If you're going to try to run to your house, don't run through the only three people that are gathered (laughs) from your house. Just run around them. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Have you never seen football, man? Yeah. You don't have a blocker, you know. It's okay. They're just standing there. Josh Freeman said he thought this was the best use of voiceover that they've done. Oh, boy, Josh. I have to disagree strongly. We need to have a talk. Thomas Decker said that one that's in a later episode is right up there. Thomas Decker said that he contacted Barry McCreary to get the music for this scene. I don't really remember the standing out, but they all thought it was really good. For this the music for this scene. I do remember the first scene. The drums in the first scene were a little bit overbearing, I think. I think when in the dream scene. So really did he not loud. do the music for all the episodes? He just did some parts? 
some parts of the no, I think no, I think it was every episode. Oh, okay. I just thought this scene it stood out. Oh, okay. So we see a flashback to Cromarty emerging from the tub with the scientist guy watching. Yes, skin again. It's gross. It's gross. And the doctor cuts slits in his eyelids, and we see the red lights. Looks like a creepy baby. No, it's the end of the episode. So he he must have taken out his robot eyes to put in the other guy's eyes. Then <clears throat> I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm so hung up on the robot physiology. No, he just puts all the Terminators just put human eyes in front of the robot eyes, and somehow that works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're on springs, his own eyes, so they can go back. <laughs> Let's see. There's a deleted scene where Ellison questions Carlos at the station. He shows him pictures of the dead resistance fires to see if he recognizes anybody. I would have liked that because I thought that they had good chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't give up anything. So those guys are dead. Huh? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Do we have any quotes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bitch whore much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was ever a saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I have that down too. <laughs> um, I have, don't kiss, don't you kiss me or anyone else. <laughs> Let me see. I have this little long, Andy's like, no, she's like, what's your deal, Andy? Can't imagine you majored in cell phone cells in college. No, no, more like Funyuns and 12 packs of jolt from the Bennett Soda store. While my roommates and I had Zelda 3, so the princess would say funny lines ripped from reruns. What's that language you speak, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Computer science, Caltech, advanced dork. I love what she said. What's that language you speak, boy? Yeah, well, you can hear were... a little bit of a British coming out, but I yeah. liked it. And she is like way older than him, it looks like. Mm-hmm. At least 15 years. <laughs> nah, maybe more like 10. And- she did yeah. look a little older in that scene. I don't. I I agree. I wonder because okay, how old is Lena Hetty? She was born in seventy three, so, so she's only three years older than him. Thirty five. Yeah, she's only three years older than him. Or thirty five. Really. <clears throat> so no, can I say that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think she's forty two. But in, but at that but at, yeah, and that's this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh wow. Yeah. But I think she's supposed to be thirty three. They said, or something like that. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But no, but your quote will reminded me of when I was when the you know remember the Sims when the Sims first came out and they had all those Sims yeah. you could download on the internet. Yeah. So my my roommates in college and I were we did this whole uh, I don't never mind. I was just we did this we downloaded these skins and we had a whole Sim house of. Elvira was the madam, and we had male prostitutes, <laughs> and we had named That's them all. That's amazing. Cromarty. Us was the one named Cromarty. Cromarty. Of <laughs> all of them were named Cromarty. So, Cromarty one, two. It's it's very telling. Like the Sims and uh this in this ser- in this episode, huge crossover. <laughs> this reminds me of when Zelda three came out. My cousin and I. I went over to my cousin's house and we stayed up like all night playing that damn game. It was so much fun. It's a good, good game. Yeah. Matt, do you have a quote? Uh, my only quote was taken, so I'll take this one. That's the sound. Of, <laughs> that's the sound of Cameron walking across the room in her underwear. 
<laughs> I thought it was I thought it was of you banging your head against the desk as you're watching this episode. <laughs> um, I I have one more ballistics. I can already tell you that mine are bigger than yours. Oh, <laughs> emphasis yeah, they say on, on the ballistics. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I said on the commentary that line didn't go like there's no different come across like it was opposed to just kind of fell flat yeah because i i could tell because it was it took me a moment because yeah obviously the pun is there (laughs) but it's it's hidden so i caught it thank you writers i have a final quote sure now we are all sons of bitches (laughs) oh my gosh did you have to i was trying to forget (laughs) oh amazing all right, let's do ratings. Want to start us out, Elizabeth? Okay. Um, yeah, it was. I was just okay for me. Um, I liked, you know, getting into the whole like growing the skin, and I, <laughs> I guess I'm obsessed with the physiology of the robots, but um, I like that. I'm intrigued by the Trompeloy Bandit, um, and um, I like Ellison, so I want to see more of him. Um, but some of this stuff came off as a little ridiculous. Um, so I don't know, but I'm going to keep watching because I am intrigued by the show and I think, you know, it's pretty good so far and I'm enjoying it. So, um, I'm going to give it seven out of 10 dolphin shaped blood spatters. Oh, interesting. How about you, Malika? Um, yeah, this... This sh- <laughs> this episode was um like what do they call it like unexpectedly comical like like it wasn't meant <laughs> to be comical I was laughing at the writers um <laughs> so in that way I enjoyed it um and there are little nuggets like I really want I really want to know like if this is part of a grand theory like you know conspiracy like the school there's something wrong with the school and blah 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 like it's just interesting and I wonder if. Yeah, I think there's so many avenues where I'm hoping they'll go down just because it'll prove, like, comical genius um, that it probably won't go down. So there's hope for that at this point still. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 um, schoolgirl splats. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I know. My bad. <laughs> what do you say, Matt? Uh, I don't know. It's about the same as the last few episodes. It's okay, not great. It's still not uh, catching me catching my interest uh like a lot like i hoped it would but um i'm not sure what it's gonna take i don't know we'll see um uh, seven out of ten views of your mom in the bathtub oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> i just got that <laughs> wait what no. you guys well he- no, no, no. Yeah, I know. Seriously. I don't know what was creepier, that or Will's. Yeah. <laughs> Will. Definitely. Will, don't know, say Will. Don't think about my mom, Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think I liked it. I don't know, maybe a little less than the last two episodes. It was, you know, I had some moments, but it was okay. I give it 8 out of 10 naked Cromarties. <laughs> there was two people in bathtubs in this episode. Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> and a little more blood in the bathtub. All right, let's do feedback. First email is from Daniel Sun. Uh, you want me to read it? Sure. 
Hey, Chroniclers, Sarah says Cameron looks much better when she wears clothes. I have to disagree. So Cameron used the Terminator's gun from the Resistance Fighter apartment and used it when she killed Enrique. I'm not sure what files she has on ballistics evidence, but that is a huge mistake to make for a machine whose job it is to protect the Connors. Do you remember the guy at Cyberdyne from T2 with the floppy hair and the lollipop who trips over the trash can with Miles? That's who I thought Andy was at first, but he would have to be a lot older now, I guess. Oh yeah, that would have been cool if that was him. Um, so I was thinking if Cromarty already has all the data for the tissue growth formula, why does he need any help from this random scientist? Then it occurred to me that he's a brilliant callback to exactly the kind of scientist Sarah was dreaming about killing in the beginning. The kind who gets swept up in doing something just because they can, without thinking of the potential consequences to the rest of humanity. Thanks for almost getting us all killed with a nuclear bomb in the Cold War, assholes. <laughs> so the FBI matched the prince of a dead John Doe to a four-year-old all the way on the other side of the country. I think it's time to call Agent Fox Mulder up from the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I should have mentioned this last episode, but if Sarah is getting physically examined at the hospital, wouldn't the doctor notice a couple day-old gunshot wounds and ask a few inconvenient questions? When did she get shot? Oh, yeah, she got shot in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, Aw, Cameron thought John would like that color on her. That's so sweet of her trying to please him. I like John's rant on his mother demanding... Rant to his mother, demanding to know when he actually gets to be the hero he's destined to be. I think Thomas Decker has a moody intensity to him that I really like, really like for John Connor at this age. I like the moral dilemma Sarah's wrestling with this whole episode and how she manages to take a third option. Burning his house down is nicer than murdering him. Although, yeah, it, it, Maybe. <laughs> it could just make him more, uh, more uh, determined. You never know. Uh, I'm still not sure exactly what's going on with that graffiti and the girl's suicide at the high school. I, the vibe I get is she was sleeping with the teacher or something. Was that what you were all thinking or something else? Yeah, it was kind of confusing. But that's what I think. It was an interesting choice to show us the police investigating their grisly scene of the scientist's house after Cromarty is gone and then flashback to when he actually rises from the solution with new tissue. I don't know how just taking his eyes is supposed to work, though. It would be a bit cartoony if Cromartie could just pop his dead eyeballs in his head and everything works properly. <laughs> I could do without John's high school adventures, but the rest was solid and some especially nice moments. 6.5 out of 10 tight presents. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron <laughs> will give to John for his 16th birthday. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> he can't become the man who Cameron will take orders from until he's not a virgin. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Good theory. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> First order will be in bed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... Uh, never mind. Next email is from Heidi. I can do this. Hey, guys. Sarah has another freaky, seriously freaky dream. John and Cameron go to school, and Cameron has a metal plate in her head. Sarah goes out on a date with a guy who builds chess playing computers. It's a seem to be long for this world. Who was prowling outside his house? Sarah got rid of his computer, so maybe Andy will get to live? For now. Cameron's trying to fit in and is just uncomfortable, really. It's funny when she's talking to John about her new friend and stuff, but then it turns tragic. Cameron can't let John stand out, out but John has um, a point, too. How can he become the hero he is meant to be if he's always held back? Was a girl who jumped ha- having an affair with a teacher? I wasn't exactly clear on the paintings in the hallway. 
the freaky Terminator regrowing skin is freaky. And Agent Ellison is making progress in his investigation. Another good one. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Uh, thank you, Heidi. That's all the feedback for this week, folks. It's mail at whatwemakepodcast.com. So you want to send us your thoughts. Please do. Opinions, questions. Okay. What's next? Next, we want to do some predictions. The next episode is Heavy Metal. Do you guys do Badass of the Week or no? Oh, I f- <laughs> forgot that part. <laughs> Not that I can really think of anybody. <laughs> Cromartie. Oh, thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, I went with Cromartie. <laughs> can't. He's the only, only one that did anything. Yeah, he is. I'm going with that four-year-old shin kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do that with you, please, so that it can stay in the notes that four-year-old shin kicker was. The badass? <laughs> I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah, let's do that. Camardi doesn't count. <laughs> Shin kicker. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so heavy metal is the next episode. <laughs> so, I think that Cameron gains, gains weight and go, has an eating disorder. <laughs> All of a sudden, remember that she is a machine and should be heavy. That's a good one. I can't think of anything better than that. Uh, maybe she fights Cromarty again, and there's some heavy metal... Metal on metal action. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Cromarty will be ready to fight again that soon, though. It's yeah, well, he went like a little baby. Like, not being able to <laughs> uh, talk and stuff. Oh, your skin's so smooth. Uh, <laughs> so smooth and soft. Oh, Cromarty. Where does he live? I want to. I just want to have like a whole Cromarty episode. I know. He lives like in a droid ghost. He lives under the bridge with errands. the hobos. Pretty sure he uh, lives under the bridge with the hobos. With his baby skin. Yep. He's gonna get a job as a hand model now instead of a teacher. <laughs> I mean, he's. <laughs> it's gonna really put his cramp in his like fighting style. He's like, no, 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 not the hands, not the hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! I, I, I agree with. Danielson that I think it's Danielson that the uh, high school scenes are just like ah, I just feel like we're gonna have so much high school stuff and I don't want to see all the high school stuff not in this show it'll turn into a different show yeah like this was a CW show then it would be all in high school yeah, yeah I, keep on, exactly. I keep on thinking I keep on thinking to myself that I'm watching Veronica Mars when the high school scenes pop up so I'm like solve the mystery solve the mystery I'm like oh wait a minute wrong show <laughs> it's about Terminators and time travel oops but this um. I'm just calling him the Tromboy Bandit. Like, he or she has must have something to do with the main plot. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Who are you talking about? The 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 person that's drawing these uh, the Tromboy scenes on the wall. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to fit into the main plot. I do have a prediction that um, Dyson's son is going to be like really integral to the plot somehow. Like, maybe he's going to carry on his father's work, or like you know. Oh, you know, because like he wasn't at the, he was at the at the graveyard. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. But I don't know. Ever since I saw him in the last episode, I'm like, or whenever he, they showed him first, I was like, that kid, that kid's gonna do something bad. Um, I mean, we must just because of the um, the caliber of the actors that are playing. I don't know the name. The almost dad of John and his wife. Probably they're going to have more to do with the plot. Just because they're pretty well-known actors. That's just... Um, 
Wait, wait, you mean... Solid snake. <laughs> wait, you mean the... The almost wait, which... dad of John? Oh, yeah, yeah. the almost dad. I, I think that he's gonna... Charlie. I think that he's gonna sacrifice himself, like, season finale time or whatever. Like, he's gonna save them. Go on, oh. Sarah. I've always loved you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> almost dad. Like then Jason is gonna reach you, out his Sarah. hand, like, almost dad. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then Sarah's gonna be like, "No, John, we have to go." And then she'll she and he won't forgive her for like the first two episodes of season two. That's my prediction. That sounds pretty good. Wow. Do you think that um, Cameron is gonna um, cry in this season? I just I think you're right. I think she's gonna cry. I'm just wondering yeah, like. I think she's gonna cry, but like it'll be like a secret tear. And then <laughs> like season two is when they're gonna like really like, you know, she's gonna he's she's gonna give it up. <laughs> <laughs> like what I don't I like, like her tight gift. What did he say? <laughs> Sorry, that's all I can stop thinking. I can't stop thinking about it. In those terms, anyway. But yeah, that'll be season two. I could so make this a CW show. Just give me some time. Mm-hmm. So I guess it'll be kind of like every so often we'll get a new, you know, Cyberdyne employee that they have to like check up on or whatever. You know, to see if they, they think, are the ones that create Skynet. I think Andy's coming back. I think that the Turk is going to be... The Turk and... Rise like, you know, of the Ashes? Like the hand. No, I mean, I think she's, he's going to rebuild him, or yeah. he's going to salvage something, and then, you know, he'll involve other people into this, you know, because he'll be mad and pissed that, like, you know, his baby, you know, was taken yeah. from blah, blah, blah. That makes sense. How many seasons did this go? Three? <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, two, Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah, this... like, how many episodes is the second season? The first season, I think, was like is something like like a short, yeah, right? Nine. Oh, it's only oh, nine. Only nine. Yeah, because yeah, the writer strike. Oh, oh. They mentioned in this episode in the commentary they couldn't go back and do something because the strike had already started. Re- they couldn't go back and redo something or another. Did they do any webisodes or anything? Webisodes, not that I remember. How many episodes is the second season? It's 22, it's a full Oh, okay. That's season. good. This is going to be a short podcast. Yeah. Compared to some, like yours. Think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth, tell us where we can find you. <laughs> You're not on the show. Uh, downbelowpodcast.com or go to Facebook groups. Look, search for Down Below. Uh, it's a Babylon 5 podcast. It's awesome. It not is. As awesome as this. <laughs> And Malika, you're going to be joining us on a commentary this week. I am. I'm excited. Yay. Yay. I watched the episode last night. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Yeah. I'm excited. <sighs> Me too. The commentary is always fun. Yeah. You guys should do some on this one. <laughs> we should. Uh. <laughs> Matt, you can invite Melanie. We can all three, you know, do a commentary on it. <laughs> all right. You'll have to let us know which ones will. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've already got two in mind this season. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess it's me. <laughs> it's, it's my turn to talk. <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining us, Elizabeth. Hope you. Yeah, I think you are coming back. Yes, you signed me up for an episode next season. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, thanks for having awesome. me. It was fun. Thank you. Uh, it was fun. Yes. I will keep listening that, and, and watching along. So, uh, yeah. Be good. Send in feedback. Yeah, I, I was I was uh, behind a little bit, so I'm gonna try to stay on on track. 
Yeah, I know that because that happens with every episode of Down Below. Your episode comes out and I'm like, ah, I've got to watch it. I know. I'm well, I kept trying down. to find Terminator available for streaming. I was like, mm-hmm. Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Xfinity, nothing. I had to end up buying it, to rented it online. But <clears throat> yeah, that's what's kind of delaying me. Cause I'm cheap. That's why my next show, I made sure it's on Netflix. Well, for now, at least the next show I have, which will probably be a couple years off. So hopefully it'll still be on Netflix. Okay. Anyway, well, that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time for Heavy Metal. But remember, there's no fate, but what we make. Goodbye. Hasta la vista. Bye, bitch whore.